the Rural Survival Show here on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Your hosts today are Rick Schmidt and Tim Spencer. Today is Saturday, the 11th day of June in the year of our Lord, 2022. It's been an interesting week, folks. Of course, every week's getting interesting now. Uh, good morning, Rick. All right, we're having a little bit of a problem getting Rick hooked up. He is on the line, but we're just having some difficulties. Well, folks, uh, one of the things that is the elephant in the room that everybody is talking about is inflation. You know, it's pretty bad when our government, <laughs> of all governments, starts talking about how bad inflation is. The official number, I believe, was 8.6%. I could be off on that. I remember the shadow stats uh, number was pushing 2%, uh, like 18.9 or 19.8 or something like that. It doesn't make a whole lot of difference what the actual numbers are. It's effing ridiculous, guys. The bad part is it's only going to get worse. Rick and I were talking before the show, you know, as Rick says, we're probably just pissing in the ocean, both of us, uh, as far as the information we got to put out. If you guys haven't figured it out by now, you never will. But, uh, you know, put up food, learn to garden, and those are the things we, we talk about. And we're going to be talking about even more today. Uh, if you're sick of hearing about food, I would say try going without it for a few weeks and then see what you think. About it. Okay, Rick is with us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, good morning. Yep. If you're sick about hearing about food, uh, just wait a few months. Uh, it'll get exciting. It'll get exciting for you. Yep. Um, Absolutely. yeah, that, of course, yeah, the, um, I missed, missed the intro, but I'm getting the drift of it. Um, yeah, so, um, uh, I don't know precisely how to, uh, how to put this, um, the, uh, how to phrase it, uh, how to structure it, the, um, the, Half the leaders of the world have already said uh, there's going to be a food crisis, and they know this because they're the ones causing it. Um, right. And to what extent you can protect yourself, I guess that depends on how long it lasts, how much money you have, and your skill level, or something like that. I mean, it's going to be a yeah, it's going to going to be a cocktail of of of, of different factors, but. I mean, if you've got 20 acres and you're a great gardener, I think you're going to be okay, you know, unless they decide to, uh, you know, fly over and spray everything with Roundup. And, you know, I don't know that things would ever get that weird, although I'm, I've not been able to recall which country it was. I want to say it was the Nazis in the brown shirts. Uh, they raped, They went around and actually raped everyone's garden flat. They just they just uh destroyed everyone's home garden. Now I, I just right. can't quite picture that. I don't know if it was Russia or the Nazis. I think it was brown shirts and Nazis, but but however, having said that, um it is my understanding that is to say uh it is a, a a, a, a well-advertised theory, conspiracy theory or theory, that the head of the World Economic Forum is a straight-up Nazi. Um, he actually does appear sometimes in uh, a Nazi general uniform. Uh, so apparently, you know, it, it would it would appear to me that they're not finished. You're with talking us. about Schwab, right? Yeah, Klaus. Yeah, 
Mr. Klaus Schwab. Okay. Yeah, the um, he's created for himself a phony organization called the World Economic Forum, and you know, I guess you know, I I guess for some reason, I guess I could create a a, a, a world uh, economic something and call it. Uh, an actual organization, but I suppose if you can get uh, the world's richest people to come around, that that somehow makes it real. Uh, so, you know, and, and 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 I guess too, I I have to kind of chuckle about this because if I was thinking about starving the planet to death, I'd probably keep it to myself. I don't think I would tell everybody that's what I was going to do. But as we've right. said before, there's something about these people they love to tell you what they're going to do to you before they do it to you and i i've heard various people will say well that's part of their religion well what i'm sorry what religion is it that that you're a part of that wants to starve half the world uh, i don't quite well i think it's some kind of a satanic ritual religion cult it's yeah. something satanic, whatever it is. And one thing I'd like to throw out there, Rick, anytime any organization has the nomenclature world or global or universal in it, yeah. watch out. All right, yeah. I'll shut up. They're gonna, no, no, it's fine. You, yeah, it means they're going to try to take over the world, which is exactly what they're up to. Um, you know, the uh, United Nations, same deal, um, the uh, the World Economic Forum, the Bilderbergers, all these people. Uh, now, just to briefly recap, uh, a week and a half ago, um, at, at least this appeared to be real to me, um, uh, former Ambassador William Mount, who I, I think is... Uh, uh, a strange individual in some ways and maybe more than some, but he does come up with, so he is constantly, he is constantly digging. And um, if you're going to, you're going to spend a lot of time digging, you're going to find things. And he came up with a recording uh, from this year's uh, meetings at the, uh, at the world economic forum uh, in which if this is something other than the Bilderbergs, I wouldn't know it. It sure seems to be the same guest list to me. But, but he had a uh, he did a little speech where uh, he talking to his uh, uh, his ardent admirers, uh, citing uh, the uh, their meeting their meeting in 2019 where they uh, where they put together their five year plan, and their five year plan was to uh, well kill or eliminate, whatever whatever word you prefer, half of the world's population by 2023. And he said, we. Right. it appears that we're well on our way to achieving that. And everybody clapped. Um, <laughs> Isn't that sick? I, I, can't get a, I can't get a handle on that. Um, you're going to kill, let's see, what do we got? We got, uh, what do we got? Seven and a half, and a half billion. billion. Seven, I always get that wrong. I multiply times two. So, yeah, and so all you got to do, yeah, 15, so seven and a half, that's 15, 15 half billions. So all you got to do is kill half those people. Uh, so you're talking about killing somewhere between three and four billion by Christmas. So, I mean, that's, that's a reasonable goal. Well, at this point, uh, there's only one thing that would do that at this point, in my opinion, Rick. Yep. Well, actually, right. two. An extremely virulent and deadly bug let loose or nuclear uh-huh. war. Those are the only oh. two things that I oh. see that could do that. Well, you left out what I would have considered the most obvious would have been turning off the electric, which they're talking about doing. You know, well, yeah, that, I, yeah, I completely missed that one because it wouldn't affect me that much. I completely forgot about that one. Well, you're you're kind of narcissistic. If it doesn't, well, all right. So that's I'm kidding. That's yeah, uh, I am. With the, they 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 have uh, they have indicated 
uh, I don't know I, who, who said it, that, not, uh, what was it, 90% of the population, if we had an EMP, 90% of the population would be dead in, I don't know, what, six months, whatever, however. Something like that. Well, well the government says within a year. Within a year. Well, okay. So if yeah, you only that's have what our government says. Well, okay. So, so I would say what turning off the electric here and there would be kind of a you know with the, with your black your rolling blackouts or brownouts uh, that would certainly get you a start on it. Uh, now, now you've got what is it the um, the uh, the Department of Homeland Security is starting to warn people, and I really do think that. They're trying to create this situation by speaking to it. They're warning about civil violence uh, later this summer. So, you know, we have that Francis Fox Piven uh, thing where if you want to affect, if you want to initiate a one-world government, the one thing that we have been missing is the violence, you know, and... um, I'm sure she'll put down her knitting long enough to go to the TV and watch, you know, cities on fire. And that's what they're saying is going to happen is by fall, there will be cities burning. Uh, Who knows? But yeah, I don't, I can't quite get my head around that either. I can't picture this, Um, you know, but I, I, you know, why do I say that? Because weren't they, um, wasn't Portland or someplace like that on fire last year or two somewhere? They uh, and everybody was standing down, letting it happen. What did they say? They wanted a safe place to uh, protest. Well, so I think uh, these things yeah. are all possible. So, so what? But you know you? what's going to happen, Rick? <clears throat> no. They're going to be protesting a food sh- food shortages well, yeah. by so. burning down the grocery stores. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's like like a guy in jail protesting being in there by setting his own mattress on fire and then killing himself. Right. Well, I guess I guess that's one way to get out. Um, yeah, it. You know, but the problem with it is, is that, you know, you've got the herd mentality when you, you know, you know, you know how lightning strikes near a bunch of cattle and they'll do something that actually winds up, they'll run off a cliff or something, but. You know, and that's people. Right. You think, well, people would never do anything as stupid. Yeah, they do. You all you got to do is set a building on fire, and they will wedge themselves in the door so that everyone dies. You know, they can't go through the door one at a time. Oh no! So, so yeah, no, I don't trust. I don't trust um, a group of people. It was. I remember the uh, in the. I think it was the first Men in Black movie. They were talking about people and persons, and and what um, wh- uh, what's his name? That old craggy old man, um, good actor though. Um, said uh, a person is smart, but people are stupid. And he's talking about you know how a group of people will react differently than a single than a single person. And I would I would agree right. with that. That kind of makes sense. People do get panicked if somebody panics them and. One person alone may or may not get panicked, but you get get a bunch of them together, and that's when you can have real real issues. Um, so, so what about what about you individuals? Um, if are you, I've got a couple of neighbors that I, I like a lot, but <laughs> and I've got members of my own family. Um, uh, who I like even less. No, I'm kidding. Um, the um, but but when they see something that makes them uncomfortable, they look the other way. They they ignore yeah. it. They 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 won't they won't they won't think they don't want to think about it, so they don't. And I guess they think if they if they don't address it, everything will always be fine. And I have not been able to figure out how that works. It's never worked. It does not work. It does not it work. Works. No, when I there think, is a think... problem, in my opinion, Rick, when there's a problem, it needs to be faced head on. Let's say, I'll just take an example out of the air. Let's say you see a police officer beating the hell 
out of a little old lady. Is the right thing to do, turn around, avert your eyes, and go the other way? Or is it to do something about the problem? Now, I've always been one of these guys, I'm going to freaking do something about the problem. I'm going to solve it. You know? Well, But I guess it's just a difference in personality types. Yeah, it, it, it's that plus, you know, um, not addressing, not addressing problems is uh, probably one of the definitions of a victim. Uh, if you would yeah. like to be a victim, if you would like to be uh, one of the silent majority who stands around, you know, just letting everything happen to them and doing nothing about it, okay, that's fine. Probably you should be listening to some other show, maybe some CNN or MSNBC. I didn't come here for that. Um, so uh, of you people who would like to make at least some effort to address the problem, it is completely obvious that they're destroying uh, our system from every possible angle that they can. And I know I've said this before, but... Every single week, more more major food facilities mysteriously burn down, and the price of fuel keeps going up. More truckers are giving their trucks, and this isn't conspiracy, more truckers are giving their trucks back to the bank because they can't yes. make any money driving. Uh, so what's the point in driving, uh, you know? Um, so they don't, so the banks, you know, are winding up with, trucks all over the place and um and you've got the uh the i don't know if you've noticed this but the stock market continues uh to sawtooth down yes we have some updates when the fed decides to try to buy some of it back and fool you so that you jump in and try to grab the dip don't buy the dip don't be buying the dip don't do that it's not done dipping uh the rest of us would call that grabbing the falling knife don't do that but you know, and this is not this is not investment advice, but they're they're crashing the system on purpose. They're not going to be able to do anything about the inflation that they created, and they did not create inflation by accident. They did it on purpose. So you've got the energy sector, the financial sector, the food sector. Um, then you've got regulations. I got a question. Seeing as how we're right in the middle of the yeah. great Green New Deal. We're right in the middle of this magnificent uh, transformation, and, and Biden and the World Economic Forum and, and, and all these morons say, you're going to have to get used to the pain, but it's going to be better on the other side. Oh, I bet it is when you're so numb. But with the rolling brownhouse, how do you charge your Tesla? Does anybody know? You know, because everybody's got solar panels, I guess. So well, the Green New Deal is kind of a joke, and this would be my overarching theory on this whole thing. And then we're going to talk about foliar spray because there's only so much reason to complain about this crap without doing something. But right. this the Green New Deal, uh, the, the dollar, um, this whole thing has never been about Obamacare. None of this has ever been about health care or, or, or the air or global warming. It, it's all been about control. This whole mess has Absolutely. been about control. Every every bit of this, if you actually pick it apart and look at it, you'll realize they're trying to put you under control. With, with It doesn't matter. With the food, the banking, the transportation, um, the vax, the whole night, it's all about control. So you're only going to be able to do so much about it. And if, if I had to boil it down, I would say... Get a spiritual life and grow your own food. Okay. Uh, yeah. I guess that, that's about the end of the show right there. Uh, so <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about uh, foliar spray. Uh, this is a fast... This is not going to be for all y'all. I can promise you that. Um, the material that I've been watching is... It's college-level material. It's from uh, a, a regenerative ag school, a, um, an, an agriculture... It's uh, from an it's a it's a ag academy, 
and these um, these these webinars are being put on by professionals, some professors, and things like that. But but what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you first what I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to give you the bottom line first uh, because I don't I don't like it when people mansplain me. Um, it's, it's irritating to wait 30 minutes for a punchline that I don't like. So this is the deal. Yeah. Um, plants, <clears throat> plants, a plant is an invention that God invented plants. He, it's his invention. And any given plant um, has a potential, um, although most plants never reach their potential. Um, and there's a reason for that, and that is because of, um, of incomplete nutrition. Um, so what I'm, what I'm about to talk about is not some Frankenstein mad scientist experiment. It is, it is a discussion about what would happen to a plant if it was in a perfect environment what would it do if it had all of the nutrition and uh, that it required? And I'm talking about in everything from food to water to light, temperature, all that. What would what would a plant do if if that were the case? Now, I'm also going to tell you right off the bat that the whole point of this is not to see how much money you can spend on a plant, but to see how little money you can spend on a plant, uh, minimal minimal input for maximum output, in other words, return on investment, ROI, what, what can you do, uh, whether you're a, a professional farmer or you're a, a market farmer growing and selling food, or you're trying to grow food as if your life depended on it. Uh, even if you're just a hobbyist, uh, and at this point I would not quite understand that, um, because they're coming for your food supply, so it's time for you to probably take your hobby and employ it in a, in a, uh, in a meaningful way. But we're not going to get off on that tangent again. Um, so... The um, plants plants can consume uh, nutrients in two ways. Uh, they can do it through their root system or through the leaves. Um, if if you feed plants through their roots, um, you have uh, a given lag time. Uh, and you have some inherent issues with that. You have um, things like passing off of nitrogen and leaching and, you know, your nutrient, your input, either gassing off or rinsing away. So the plant is only going to get so much of what you're putting down. So in other words, two things are happening. Your plant is not reaching its full potential, uh, and also you're wasting money. You're wasting time and right. money, and you're still not getting the return on the investment that you'd really like to get. So this discussion here is about how to improve the situation, how to save time and money, and get more food back for your investment. That's what this is. So, in this, there, um, I will, I, I've written down the uh, if if you if you if you go to YouTube and you uh, look up um, the uh, it, it's called advancing eco agriculture, and in this particular case. The webinar that I'm talking about is called Designing a Foliar Spray. Uh, you can watch it. It's it's a long video. It's like an hour and 15 minutes, but only the first half an hour is 
really the explanation. The rest of it's Q&A, which you don't necessarily have to be a part of. So the first half hour is really where the meat of the discussion occurs. Um, and what they're talking about doing here is, and most people wouldn't do this, but they're having the, the uh, plant material analyzed in a chemical way to see what it, it has and what it doesn't have. And then they're going to design a foliar spray to give the plant what it's missing. Well, okay, um, that's interesting, but people like you and me, we do not have uh, access to uh, chemists who will, and we don't want to spend the money either, trying to test a plant to find out what in the world it needs. Now, yeah, if you've got a thousand acres or something, you might want to know that because oh yeah, that means yeah, that means you can limit your inputs to what is required and don't add what isn't. But if you're doing what I'm doing and what I think y'all are doing, you're growing a garden to eat the food. Um, that that piece of information doesn't really you don't need it. Um, all you have to do is give the, give the plant a foliar spray that includes all of the essential micros and macros, which is, as I've told you before, is 16 pieces of the puzzle. Now, the interesting part of this is, is that it exactly overlays and parallels the mint lighter gardening process, um, which I find fascinating unto itself, but they never do mention this. They never do mention Jacob Mitleider or his process. They're actually coming at this from a whole different point of view. And Jacob Mitleider was putting his food on the soil. He's side-dressing the plant with um, a complete fertilizer, um, and we've discussed that a half a dozen times. But right. what these folks are doing is they're making up a nanoparticle foliar spray and they're spraying it on the leaves at given times and given temperatures and there are some rules uh, that apply here and the rules um, are something like this um, you need to make sure that the leaf temperature not the air temperature the leaf temperature is under like 73 degrees or you'll burn the plant so in general you can say that this would be something you would do first thing in the morning. That would be uh, probably the easiest way around any leaf burn. Um, the leaves will be cool, probably have a light coating to do, and so they're going to be getting some... Uh, uh, <laughs> transpiration. You're going to be getting uh, the... Uh, the Oh, man, the word's escaping me. Uh, the, the leaves are going to be, uh, okay, what, do you, what is it called when evaporation, you've got evaporation to do. Uh, what is it called when things are evaporating? It's called evaporation. You're going to be getting evaporation, so right. the leaves are going to be cool. Um, you wouldn't want to do this in a heavy dew because, you know, what you'll be doing is you'll be adding a mist to a heavy dew, which could easily just drip off. So you're going to waste your time and your material. But in a light dew, it would be fine. And plants are accustomed to drinking through the leaves in the early morning. So this would be a time to do it. Um, the What you would put in, in your water would be uh, a complete foliar-type spray, Hey, Rick, we got a break, buddy. Oh, I can't hear it. All right, go ahead. Oh, there it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in three minutes. We're going to start taking calls at the top of the hour. So hang in there, guys. The American Opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? 
quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Extendivite testimonials on Amazon are very informative. Here's one. Rad. Consistent results when used for heart problems. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious that if he hadn't made it to the hospital in time, he would have died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives, he tried Extendivite. While taking Extendivite, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To get your Extendivite today, go to Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Or call us at 1-877-928-8822. Extend your life with Extendivite. Gas prices have officially doubled since Biden took office. I'm Peter Serafine with today's Liberty Minute. On January 19th, 2021, the United States was energy independent. We were a net exporter of energy products. The national average for a gallon of regular gas was $2.39. Resident Biden is sworn in and immediately cancels the Keystone XL pipeline, stops federal land leases, adds new hoops to jump through, and starts to slow walk permits. Gas prices begin to climb within days. On Friday, AAA reported the national average price for a gallon of regular gas was $4.81. That is a new record high and officially more than double the price on Inauguration Day. Putin's war is a convenient excuse, but the facts prove that prices were already soaring before Russian troops started to mass on the Ukrainian border. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com. Until tomorrow, see this packum. Parabellum. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Rural Survival Show with Tim Spencer and Rick Schmidt. Today is Saturday the 11th day of June, in the year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, Folks, we will start taking calls at the top of the hour, so you might want to write your questions down. Uh, And we're going to try to stay pretty much on topic if possible. Okay, Rick, go ahead, buddy. Are you on mute? Hello, Rick. Well, I guess it's possible we lost Rick. So hopefully he'll call back in. I'm back. Oh, good. We got him back. Here I am. Cool. Yeah. Rather than than me getting um, off on some rabbit-chasing, mansplaining deal, let me see if I can cut the chase here. The, uh, what would you put in the water? Um, there are two ways around this that I'm aware of, um, and I'm sure there are more. But what there is a uh, there's a chemical out there called liquid TNT, which which I mentioned uh, a while back. Um, liquid TNT was brought to my attention by uh, the the Midlighter people of all people, um, and. Um, the uh, Jim Kennard, Jim Kennard, Jim Kennard from the Food for Everyone Foundation. Uh, I I get their emails. Uh, the Avow people, the uh, uh, Voice of Warning. It would be the uh, LDS Latter Day Saints, the Mormons, uh, who, of course, as we all know, uh, probably the original preppers. I would get, well, probably the pioneers and the Europeans were the original preppers, but but you know. 
they were prepping before it was cool. So this brought to my attention this stuff called liquid TNT, and I paid 25 or $26 for a quart of this stuff. And so what happens with it is, what happens there is, um, is that you're going to put it in your foliar spray. There's another way around this, and I don't know if you looked at it, Tim, but I did send you the spec sheet on how to make this stuff yourself using... Not yet. I have not. Well, we'll we'll try. I will... Well, if you know where it is, we could post it on the website for everybody to, to, to access, but but you can you can make this stuff yourself um, for probably one twentieth of the cost using the midlighter feed um, because there's a way to put this stuff in a blender uh, dry and grind it to a powder and then uh, add in clean water and a tablespoon or two of fulvic acid creates creates liquid TNT. And so you could probably do it for a buck instead of paying 25. But for the right. purposes of experimenting and for the purposes of entertainment, and for the purposes of this show, and honestly for my own edification, I bought the stuff and I'm using it. Um, here's what I did not know is that whether you're using pesticides or seaweed extract, or which is a biostimulant, or foliar uh, minerals and, and uh, macros and micros, what doesn't matter which one of these products you're spraying on a plant, if you do not have clean water, you will reduce the potency and the effect by as much as 70%. Um, okay, so uh, this I, I apologize. So are you recommending, say again? Are you recommending like distilled water or water no, that's going no. through our whole house filter? Well, well. Okay. No, not necessarily because... In this video, he will describe what clean water is and what clean water is not. And what constitutes clean water is either reverse osmosis water or rainwater. So I'm saying the easiest okay. and cheapest way to deal with this is to collect rainwater because that would probably be that would be the fastest way to do this. If if your water exceeds 150 parts per million uh, of carbonates or bicarbonates, in other words, it's hard water, right? It's hard water. You right. can actually you can actually completely negate the uh, the effect of whatever you spray. Uh, what they want is to be below Why? 70 parts per million. Yeah, I know. So. Here I am walking around spraying liquid TNT using city work. It, it's not going to work. So it, it absolutely will not work. Um, not only do you have chlorine and all kinds of other nonsense in there, uh, it's, it's going to be, uh, the parts per million are going to be above 150 for real. Um, so I started using rainwater this week, and, you know, we will find out what's going on there. It's, Spent a whole week using uh, city water, which is just terrible. Uh, but anyway, so you've got say liquid TNT. You've got two ounces per gallon. Uh, you got thirty-two ounces, so I can make sixteen gallons. One gallon will cover about eight hundred and sixteen square feet. So you know that's a uh, a garden that's twenty twenty by forty. Is that about right? I think that's about right. Um, so, yeah. you know, that's a fair-sized garden. Um, so when you, you're only going to be spraying this um, every week or two. But, but here, is the, here is the fascinating part of all of this. What they've been doing in order to determine the effect of this stuff is uh, they're using the BRICS scale, B-R-I-X scale, 
for those of you that have ever made beer or wine, you know what it is. It measures the uh, specific gravity or the sugar content uh, of things. And so what they do is they will examine the sap of a given plant, and then they will give it a foliar spray, and they'll start checking it like every 30 minutes to see what the plant is doing. Um, in some cases, if they get, let's say they've got a, a leaf and it's got a bricks reading of three, within two hours it will shoot all the way to 12. Uh, so that's, wow. that's very, very, that's very immediate. Um, if you if you were side dressing with the same material, let's say, let's say the, the mid lighter uh, feed, you're side dressing, you know, it might take a couple days uh, to get that. Uh, whereas, you know, you're using much less material, um, much less material, and and you're getting a result much faster. Now, here's what actually happens is they examine a crop through its life. They will spray a crop and measure, me- they'll measure the bricks reading first, give it a foliar feeding, and start checking the bricks reading of the sap. And it'll spike, but then within... Uh, a day to three days, it'll start falling, but it won't fall back to three. It might fall back to four or five. And then a week later, they'll spray again, and they'll measure, and it might spike to 16, but this time it'll fall back to six or eight. So here's what happens, and this is kind of the reason that I've been looking at this. Once you get a consistent bricks reading Every single time you do it, it goes higher and it lasts longer and it falls lower. So once you get consistent bricks readings uh, in the mid-teens, your plant becomes impervious more or less to pests and diseases. Now, we had a lady call in a while back, and she was talking about how she thought her soil was real good, and pests and diseases weren't really bothering her plants. Um, if you've ever watched the mid gardening, that. yeah, I do too. The um, if you've ever watched the mid processes, you will see that they will talk about the same thing. So, but they never say why. They just say, if you do this, this will happen. Okay, um, and I take them at their word, but. What's going on there is once a plant reaches a certain optimal health, in other words, let's just say this is not unnatural, this is natural. Once the plant is achieving the potential that I would say what God basically had in mind, because most soils are depleted and incomplete and they've got problems. Most people's soils have problems. If if your plant reaches optimal health, it will become... Uh, basically unattractive to pests and disease. Um, Pests and disease attack uh, unfit, dead, or dying plant material. In fact, what you'll find is through these plant examinations, uh, different parts of the plants will have different bricks readings. It's not uncommon for a tomato plant, let's say, to have a bricks reading of 12 or 16, but the fruit to be at 4. So, of course, the bugs go straight to the fruit. So the whole plant won't always be the same. Uh, The upper leaves may be 16 and the lower leaves something else, so that's where the disease will start. So my point here is this. My point is simply this. Um, If you would like to see what your garden could be, uh, I mean, and maybe even to be, I don't know what, the talk of the neighborhood, or if that's, if you like that sort of thing, and I guess we all kind of do, uh, you'd like to think that your work, you know, would yield results. I mean, otherwise, what in the hell are we doing? But, but if you could achieve what you would like to achieve and show others how to do it, um, then this would be something to consider, and this is, one way to do it on the cheap in a very simplistic way. Now, here is one thing I was kind of asking myself. 
if you're going to fold your spray, why would you use a knit lighter process and side threads? And I was thinking about it, kind of, kind of thinking it over, and it came to me, you know, that feeding the plant through the roots is not the same as feeding through the leaves. Um, when you Correct. have all sixteen, yeah, you know, when you have all sixteen essential minerals and nutrients and it's on the soil, you are feeding the soil as well as the plant. So you're you're improving plant health and the soil kind of at the same time. Now I have noticed that a large scale ag, they have these big sprayers on tractors. They're spraying everything. They're spraying the dirt. They're spraying oh, yeah. the plants. They're spraying it. They're spraying everything. So they're not only feeding the plant, they're feeding the soil. However, this was one interesting caveat that was mentioned in this video, and is this, that it isn't really the, the soil that feeds the plant. It's actually the plant that feeds the soil. Um, without plant material, uh, soil would be nothing but decomposed rock. Um, what happens is it is the plant that adds um, organic material and scavenges carbon scavenges carbon out of the air and puts it into the soil so it, it turns out to be a perfectly symbiotic relationship between the soil and the plant and it doesn't surprise me that it's a cycle because God made it I don't know that there's anything that God made that isn't some sort of a uh, a symbiotic cycle uh, everything is kind of regenerative if you really think about it um, so oh, yeah. it's, it's a fascinating subject and, um, there are other things that can be added to liquid TNT, like uh, liquid, like seaweed extract, which is a, a biostimulant, uh, seaweed extract stimulates, um, plant immunity. Uh, it's like a vaccination for your plant more or less. So you can also add that in. Um, but what is also very interesting is for those farmers who have done a designer uh, uh, foliar spray, they will check a plant after they spray, and they will find uh, elevated, elevated levels of minerals and elements that they did not spray. Now, how can that be? Well, because what happened was is they gave the plant what it was missing, and enabled that plant to go into the soil and steal what it couldn't get before. So this whole thing is just, to me, now, you know, if you're one of those people that likes to garden and you just want to spray water on things and, you know, pick some fruit, then this discussion is probably totally boring to you. If you're one of those people who have been gardening for years and you keep having problems and you can't figure out what's going on, but the answer to your question is probably here in this discussion somewhere. Um, it means there's probably issues uh, with your water, with your soil, or with, or with your nutrients, with your light, something. There's a problem somewhere. But if you give the plant all six, and rather than searching around, to find out what your plant's missing, just give it everything. See what happens as an experiment, and what if it works? It's the cheap way to it's the cheap way to try to fix a problem. Um, but I'm here to suggest that you use rainwater uh, unless you've got reverse osmosis waters that don't work. Um, let me see if I can find that real quick. Uh, one thing that doesn't work is city water. Um, Another thing that doesn't work is filtered water. Um, another thing that does not work, where in the heck are my notes, man? Softened water does not work. Pond and stream water does not work. Chemically acidified water does not work. Um, the problem is, and this is, this is what's really happening, is the, that the, for some reason the carbonates and bicarbonates, in other words, hard water, love to bond, Love to bond to whatever you put in the water. They will bond to it. Right. And they'll keep it from uh, osmosing through your leaves. And it doesn't matter 
it doesn't matter what you're putting in the water, um, the uh, the bicarbs and the carbs bond to it, electrically bond to it, and make it useless. So, you know, rainwater is the quickest and easiest way out of this. And, you know, and it makes me wonder, too, because, you know, I, I don't have enough rainwater to water 16 garden beds. So, obviously, as I side dress with a mitt lighter food and water with city water, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, it'll, it'll, I'm losing a lot of what I put down because of that. But there's not a lot I can do about that. Um, there are uh, a lot of farmers out there. It's very common for them to pay uh, four and five thousand dollars for a, um, a, a uh, let's say, a modest reverse osmosis system to create enough water to water their plants, and that is that is cost effective. They actually save money doing that because their yields go up. And so it, it's so they will do that. Um, Large scale ag, really big, big. They, they can't, they can't do it. So, wind up having to spend more on the inputs and, and you know, basically see them wasted, or, or they suffer with reduced yields, which they would try to make up for by planting additional crop. Um, if you've got thousands right. of acres available to you, well, God bless you. Uh, most of us don't. Most of us just have a garden. So. Uh, that that could possibly be watered, you know, with, with rainwater if you've got uh, a decent rainwater collection system. So, anyway, I'm about talked out. What do you think about this? Well, <clears throat> I think if people are serious about gardening and about producing food, this seems to me like the best way to go at it, Rick. Now, I'm looking at myself here. We don't usually have very good yields, but for me, it would be worth the small investment to try this. Uh, and it really, you know, those Mitlider packages, how much do they cost now? 20 bucks a package? 18 or 22 bucks, but I do think you get, I think you get two. I, I, I think this is, they come in a package of two. And I'm thinking you're paying 18 to 20 for that, uh, and then each one of those packages will make uh, 30, uh, about 30, 30, 35 pounds of feed uh, of, of fertilizer, uh, which um, you know you're putting down once a week at a half an ounce a foot. So it it sure goes a long way. It goes a long way. All right, now how far would it go for the spray we're talking about? Well, that's going to be probably as cheap as cheap. Bit lighter is absolutely the cheapest way to to, uh, to feed things. Uh, it's much cheaper than miracle Grow or anything like that. And bear in mind, miracle right. Grow is an incomplete fertilizer. The two things are not comparable. Uh, complete fertilizer has all the micros and macros. Um, uh, a miracle Grow has a few minerals. But basically, it has NPK. Um, the how much would it cost? Right. Well, that's a good question. Eight hundred and eight hundred and eight hundred and six square feet. One once a week. Two ounces. So so you're using it's a it's a thirty two. Uh, let me look. I don't want to. I don't want to shoot my mouth. It is a well, bottle. It's well, an extremely cost-effective method of doing yeah. this. Okay, so you can do that 16 times with this bottle. 16 times. Okay. Uh, 16, 16 in the 25. Well, no, wait a minute. I had to pay shipping, I think. Let's say, so let's say two bucks a shot. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be about extremely two bucks. cost-effective. Pretty, pretty cheap. Yeah, pretty cheap. And, you know, bear in mind it's complete. Uh, not to mention the fact that this has also um, a biostimulant in it, uh, like fulvic acid and a few other things. Um, so, yeah, it it's, it would be it would be very cheap to do it this way. And if 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 we can put up if we can put up on the website 
that that uh, that page that is a two page uh, instruction sheet. Yeah, we can put that on up. How to take the, you might have to send to it take, to me again. Yeah, how to take the mid lighter food and create your own nanoparticle concentrate. Um, and I think, believe it or not, I believe you're making, I think you're making like a either a half a gallon or a gallon of concentrate. So, you know, you're going to do it for, I don't even know, one or two bucks, but you're going to get, you're going to get, I'm paying 25 plus shipping for a quart. You're going to get a gallon for probably, I don't know, a couple dollars. So that would be, you know, really yeah. cheap. That'd be really cheap. You'd be working pennies, pennies on the dollar here. But, but, you know, bear in mind, it's, it's, it's complete. It's, um, it's not just like, you know, putting 12, 12, 12 out there or, or, uh, or even miracle grow, which is, you know, I must admit, you know, I like miracle grow. Uh, it's, uh, it's a good product and it works well, but it's not complete. And, um, if you've ever looked at the price right. uh, of a complete fertilizer, uh, it's breathtaking. When, when they build a, a, a complete fertilizer and you try to buy it, it I, I, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, I'm not a cheapskate, but I won't do it. I won't buy it. It's just so expensive, it's ridiculous. So, you know, but right. under these circumstances, I can afford it. The one thing I really don't know at this point is what would happen if you put it on, let's say, flowers. I don't know the answer to this. I, I would think it would be fine. I would think that it would work. Um, and I, I do know that uh, you do have to watch it, though, because I, I sprayed it on some petunias, and it didn't look, look like they liked it much, but they were in the sun. And what I might have done is uh, they may the, the, uh, the, the, the foliage may have been over 73 degrees, so I might have scorched it a little bit. It looks like they've recovered now, but you know you do have to adhere to the rules. You've got to got to do it right. like in the morning, uh, and you got to use clean water. But other than that, you know, other than that, um, you know, I, I all I can say is at this point, uh, I've only been doing it right for one week. Um, so far, I kind of like what I'm what I'm looking at. I've got a bunch of leftover plants um, yeah. from the spring. All right, we got our top of the hour break. The great gentleman telephone number is I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 carcass drop and lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation, but today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. 417-932-6419. You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth. 